Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Y'all, I remember, I remember when I was an older teenager. This was a few years ago. I was an older teenager. Again, I think maybe, maybe 13 years ago. And I planted a decent-sized garden in our backyard. And now, now, listen, I know that you know me. And you might look at me and say, <laughs> I can accept that. I think about myself planting a garden, and I go, also, because, come on, you know, you know me by now. I'm not the gardening type, both in ability and whatever. Okay. I, so, but I did this as, as an older teenager for a number of years, actually, planted a garden in the backyard, but it was inspired by somebody that most of you know. It was inspired by Mr. G, Steve Goldberg. Yes, yes, Steve Goldberg was, uh, was at Beth Hillel when, when I was an older teenager. Okay, that tells you how long ago Steve Goldberg has been a part of this congregation. And, and he, he very much is a gardener. I mean, he knows agriculture quite well. He, he owned a, 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 a tree farm for a while. And, uh, and, and so, in any case, Steve Goldberg really coached me and said, Well, Kevin... <laughs> I should have imitated him last night. I should have done that last night on the YouTube. That would have really been funny. But you know Steve Goldberg. He's such a great guy. And, well, Kevin, you ought to do a Gordon. It's a blessing. <laughs> I love Steve Goldberg, don't you? Don't you just got to love him? Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, you know, Mr. Goldberg. And, and so he said, I'll help you out. I'll coach you through it. And I, I really appreciate that. And I remember that he actually came to our backyard and he brought on the back of his truck his tiller. Okay. And, and so there he was in my backyard, tilling up our backyard so that I could plant a garden, Paul. And, and he said, come on, Kevin, grab a hold of the tiller. And so I'm like, what am I doing? I don't even know. Just trying to keep it a straight line, you know, to create the little pass for the crops and everything, and, and I planted stuff, and the first year it was kind of like, man, by the second year, I started figuring it out a little bit, and, and I started growing things, and, and, and I got to tell you, there was nothing like harvest time. Harvest time would be the best time, because, you know, you work for months and months to try to grow something, and, and you're just hoping, and, and you got to do a lot of work in it, you know, keep the bugs away, you got to weed it. You got to, uh, you know, make sure it's watered. If, if, if there's weeks that are dry, like we've had over the last couple of weeks, 
until yesterday, it's been very dry, right? So you got to make sure it's watered if necessary, fertilized. You know, I even had a compost uh, thing in, in my family. I'm like, don't throw it away. Put it in the compost. And, and, and they were like, who is this kid? You know, <laughs> my parents. And so, you know, we'd throw the stuff in the compost heap and and eventually, I'd use it to fertilize it. He's, Mr. Mr. Goldberg said, I'll till it in. Just dump it in there. I'll till it in. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and you tend to stuff. And, and I'm, not even, <laughs> I'm not even a vegetable guy. I mean, again, look at me. You know I prefer donuts to vegetables. <laughs> but nonetheless, even though I'm not a vegetable guy, when you grow it yourself, right, there's something to it. And, and so... I remember getting some of the, the produce from the, from the garden, and even though I wasn't a vegetable guy, man, it, they just, it just tasted so good. It tasted so good, but you know, you would spend all your time working it to make it happen, and it was just, it was just wonderful. It was such a blessing uh, to, to get the results during harvest time of all of that work. You know, there's certain things, the bugs ate, and you're like, bugs, and you're not happy about, but man, when you were able to harvest something that you grew, wow, that harvesting time is very special. <clears throat> Tiffany, your Rebitson, uh, is, for the last year and this year, is actually growing a garden in, in our backyard, some up on our, our back porch area. She's got kind of a porch garden and then some in the yard as well. And, and for her, it's, it's, it's something new. Since we've been married, she's never done this before. Last year was kind of a, okay, you know, she was learning herself. And this year though, wow, the, the crops have been coming up. And, and, and a couple of times actually in the last week or so, I've, uh, Tiffany said, okay, well, I have dinner for us. And, and included in that was a, a fresh green salad that was picked right out of her garden, you know, and, and that's unique and, and fun. And, and wow, you talk about fresh. I'm talking about the, the lettuce leaves that was in my salad was still growing when I ate it. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it had been ripped off, you know, the, the, the plant like 10 minutes before. I mean, you can't get fresher than, than this salad that I ate that Tiffany made. I was very impressed, and of course, it tasted wonderful, and she was very excited, too, because it was harvesting, and, and it was really a blessing, so cool. Well, friends, I want to let you know something, that, and, and the Lord really inspired this message for me last week, but it was really connected to Shavuot. Right now, right now, we are in the center of the harvesting season, the center of it. Passover, if you remember, when Passover happened, that included the earliest first fruits offering. So Passover was the very earliest of the first crops, the barley crop. The earliest of the crops were starting to, and we gave thanks for it during Passover. Okay, and then Shavuot, which happened just a couple weeks ago, also known as Chag HaBikurim, right? The festival of first fruits is, is where we're commemorated the beginning of the wheat harvest, which is the biggie. I mean, you know, that provides a lot of the sustenance, if you will. And now the harvesting of most of the crops is fully in season. And so, man, crops are being fully harvested right now, all different kinds of crops. It's, it's, uh, it's really remarkable, and it's in full swing. 
And of course, we know that the last of the harvesting, if you know the biblical seasons, the, the holidays are tied a lot in many ways to the, to the agricultural schedule uh, that we see in Israel. And the last of the first first fruit offering, of course, is Sukkot, which is coming up this fall, which corresponds to the fruit harvest. Fruits are the last things to, to blossom or bloom or to, to uh, completely become ready for harvest. And so that is the last of it, and that is coming up uh, on Sukkot, which is a little bit later this year, of course. But now is the harvest season in earnest. We have given thanks because that's what these holidays are for. We, we have during Passover, we're giving thanks, first, early first fruits, first fruits, which is uh, Shavuot, and, uh, and then Sukkot. Okay, we give thanks, which is very important before. So our first fruits are given to God, sort of like our, our tithes, but it's our first fruits belongs to the Lord. Okay, we give the Lord thanks for it. Okay, that's great, and that's important. I'm not diminishing that. That's, that's critical, of course. You got to give thanks for what you've gotten. But then it's harvesting time, and it's harvesting for you, for what the Lord has for you that you've planted and you have grown. It's harvesting season. We've given thanks. We dedicated, and now the last, uh, if you look at it agriculturally in Israel, the last of the barley is now being harvested. The wheat harvest is fully in gear. The figs are almost ready. If you look outside at our figs in our parking lot, man, they're getting big. They're, they're, they're getting close. You know, I, I'm, I, it won't be long until those figs are ready, you know, and, and, and this is the same thing in, in Israel. And, and, and the spring harvest in Israel provides Israel with most of her sustenance. And friends, it's time for a harvest in our lives. It's time for a harvest in your lives because a lot of this is not just literal, it's symbolic. Amos chapter 4 we have to remember when you talk about the harvest, and I'm going to be paralleling, so work with me on this, y'all. I'm going to be paralleling the physical harvest of crops with a harvest that is in your life in some form or fashion. There's many different kinds of harvest in your personal life. And, and there's even more that are coming to me even right now that I didn't even write in the message. There's there are plenty of different harvests in your life. And friends, the harvest can be a sign from the Lord about something. Sometimes the Lord will speak to us through the harvest or sometimes through a lack of a harvest. Amos chapter 4. So let's hear how God is trying to send a message to the children of Israel through their harvest. Verse 7. Also I myself, God is saying, have withheld from you the rain. When three months remain to the harvest, I cause it to rain in one city, while on another city I sent no rain. One piece of ground would get rain, while the portion not rained on would wither. So two or three cities go staggering to the one city to drink water, but would not be satisfied. Yet you have not returned to me, declares Adonai. Ooh. God's saying, listen, I'm trying to send you a message. Are you not hearing? I'm being selective even with my rain. So it's, it's, it's affecting your harvest. So are you not catching what I'm doing here? You're not returning to me. See, the harvest can sometimes indicate something that needs to be tweaked in our lives. Listen to the sounds of the harvest in your life. If your harvest is weak in a particular area, seek the Lord. God may be sending you a message about something, something that you're trying to do, something that you're trying to accomplish. And if, and if, you, and if you're constantly hitting your head against a brick wall, 
see if there's a message that's being sent here. Proverbs chapter 10. I would encourage you when it comes to the harvest to make hay while the sun still shines. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that's out of the scripture. It's not actually out of the scripture, but it is a scriptural principle. It is. We're going to read loosely kind of in part what that, that kind of thing is based on. And it's Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, which says this, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Friends, this is a message to us. This is a message to you in whatever area of your life is in harvesting season. Friends, it's summer. It's summer. Come on, you know. Phineas and Ferb will tell you it's summer. Some young people know what I'm talking about there. Okay. Memorial Day is this weekend. It's, it's Memorial Day on Monday. It's the unofficial start to summer. And it's the beginning of summer. And friends, I'm not talking about a literal crop when I say it's harvesting time and it's summertime. I'm talking about the season in your life. Because I don't know if you've noticed, I certainly have, the last year and a half, in many ways, has been like one long winter. Oh my gosh, I've never experienced anything like this in my, you know, couple decades here on this earth. <laughs> this, this last year and a half has been like one long winter, therefore, this is really the first summer we've had in two years. Come on, last year wasn't really, you know what I'm talking about. And I recognize that some of, some of you have thrived in the last year and a half, and that's great. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I had one member, I, I called a member, uh, this is, I don't know, maybe about a month ago. I called one of our members, this fella, faithful member, and, but, but hadn't been back yet, and and I said, well, how you doing through the pandemic? I hadn't talked to you in a while. And they said, well, Rabbi, I said, can I just be completely honest with you? And I said, well, of course. You know, otherwise you get the lightning bolt. It's the rabbi. You got to be honest. <laughs> I didn't say that. And he said, honestly, Rabbi, he said, I, I feel kind of bad. I don't talk about it to a lot of people. But, man, I have just loved this time. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I am just such an introvert that it's like this last year and a half has been like awesome for me. He said, I've just been by myself in my home. Nobody's messing with me. Nobody's talking to me. And I'm just like, and I'm like, wow, dude, okay. And he's like, he's like, I, he said, I know it may not be best. He said, but I've just enjoyed this year and a half so much. <laughs> and then I said, well, uh, you know, good for you, but God, you got to get out back into humanity at some point, you know. You know, come on, man. Even though I understand, and other people have said, you know, Rabbi, boy, I know a lot of people have been struggling, but I've gotten my job, or my work's been great, and things have been going really well, and my marriage has been going great. Some people have been thriving through this, and I recognize that, and it's so good for you. But many people have struggled, and I think you all know that. Many people have struggled. I'm talking about people who've been gainfully employed. It's just mentally, it's been really hard. It's been hard for people. The lack of connection, the lack of, of, of relationship. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's been very, very challenging for so many people. Mental health 
uh, uh, lines have been way overloaded in the last year. People have just been hurting, struggling. Psychologists have been uh, uh, with heavy, heavy loads. People with, with different medicines and just overall struggling in life struggling for one reason, and, and a lot of times it's not directly attributable, like you don't actually think, well, this is because of the pandemic, but, but it puts the stifle on, uh, it has put the stifle on life that has been very suppressive to, to so many people. But either way, whether or not you've just absolutely done great or whether you've struggled, either way, it's a new season right now. Shavuot has come, and it's now summertime. What do you plan to do with the summertime of your life? No question that this summer is different than last summer, big time. And it's been two years since we've had a summer, but even more so, I'm talking symbolically. I'm not talking about literally even the next three months. We're exiting a season of great uncertainty. It's time to get harvesting in your life. It's time to shed the mentality of, 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 of under this aura and cloud of the pandemic so that we're not looking to harvest. Don't sleep through this harvest. We read what I said in Proverbs, is that you sleep through the harvest, it's a shameful thing. No, 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 don't sleep through this harvest. Let's get to work harvesting. There's a lot of harvest available. And what do I mean, Hebrews chapter five, what do I mean when I say it's harvesting season and and don't miss it? Here's what I mean. I'm speaking metaphorically about the harvesting in different areas of your life. And I want to explain. I'm going to give you... I think six different ways where you can harvest in your life, and it has to do with the harvest in your life. Six principles of the harvest that I want to talk about today that I think are going to be a blessing to you. Number one, seek a harvest in your spiritual life. Did you hear that? Seek that harvest in your spiritual life. If you have been walking with the Lord for some time, There needs to be a harvest in your life. If you've been a believer in Messiah Yeshua some amount of time, you should be harvesting spiritually. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 says this, for although you ought to be teachers by this time, again, you need someone to teach you the basics of God's sayings. You have come to need milk, not solid food. For anyone living on milk is inexperienced with the teachings about righteousness. He's an infant. But solid food is for the mature who through practice have their senses trained to discern both good and evil. Mm -hmm. Friends, if you are not new to the Lord, you shouldn't be distracted. Oh, I want you to hear this. This is going to ring true to you if you have spiritual ears. You're going to weigh into this and say, oh, this is true. Even if it applies to yourself, you're going to, you're going to, resonate with the truthfulness of this. If you are not new to the Lord, you should not be distracted or weighed down with trivial or unimportant things. And friends, over the last year, many, many people are weighed down by unimportant things. I can't tell you how often I've seen it. I'm talking about believers, even strong believers, who are just weighed down by things that are not in the big picture that important. Sometimes they're wrong, sometimes they're right about what it is. 
But it should not be weighing them down this much. It's preventing a spiritual harvest because of fixations in one or other area that's just not that, that important. No, we should be experiencing a spiritual harvest right now in our lives. Your prayer life should be growing in this time. Your revelations from your Bible reading time should be expanding. Having kept the faith over this last year and a half should have strengthened your spiritual walk, friends. Faith builds faith. Reading the word of God builds faith. If you're not digging into his word, you are skipping harvesting time. This is harvest time. This is where you get new growth. Without, if, if I go into, into Tiffany's garden, you can't harvest anything unless there's been growth, right? Think about that for just a minute. Unless that she's got some lettuce plants, right? And lettuce plants are interesting because you're literally just taking the leaves off. It's, 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 and if there's been, last year, she had lettuce plants, and I'm telling you, they, she planted them when they were tiny, and they didn't die, but they just never grew. They were just like always like this big in the ground and should water, and, and they just, it just didn't grow. And so, you, so that by the end of the year, it was like, wow, well, they, she kept them alive, but there was nothing to harvest. Why? Because it had no growth. Beloved, you can only harvest if you have growth. You can only harvest. Seek a harvest in your spiritual life. Number two, seek a harvest in your financial life. Seek a harvest. Now, I'm going to tell you something that is counterintuitive to many people's mentality right now because people's mentality is still pandemic. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about whether or not we need to be careful and all that stuff and the vaccine. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm talking about our mindset of, of just cautious, even financially. Listen to this. According to the United States Labor Department, this is U.S. governmental agency, there are more current job openings than there have been since at least the year 2000 in America. More job openings right now than at least the last 20 years. More than the last 20 years. Right now, more job openings in the United States. There are lots of different reasons why people theorize why there's so many job openings right now. I'm not going to get into them. A lot of them are political. But, but also, a lot of them has to do with the fact that people are still very skittish about things due to the pandemic. And so because of that, they, 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 ha they maybe have something or they don't have something. They have something. And they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to stick with this because you just kind of got to hold on mentality for where we've been over the last, you know, two years. You know, hanging on, just hanging on, right? Friends, now is the time to harvest. Obviously, and hear me on this, never quit a job until you have a job, but now is the time to get your resume out there. According to the U.S. DOL, 44% of small and mid-sized businesses have jobs that they've been unable to fill. This is this past week I looked up this data. 44% of businesses, even if you've been out of the workforce for a while, seek part-time opportunities. Share while the harvest, there's a harvest right now available, even in America, financially, there is a harvest available. 
But if you don't, if you don't start reaping that harvest, you're not going to be able to eat the harvest. I, if those lettuce plants are growing real big, that's great. But if I don't go harvest it, then after another month or two or a few weeks, it's going to wither. No, no, no. You got to harvest while it's harvesting time. I had a, a member come to me this week and say, Rabbi Kevin, it was just unbelievable. The company that I already worked for, there was a, 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 an, an internal opportunity. I applied. I got it. It was a 5% raise. This is a, this is a company that has suffered greatly because of the pandemic. It got a bailout from the government because of the pandemic. And yet, here's one of our members who just this past week went for it and got herself a a raise, a promotion internally into this company. You gotta be willing to check these things out. You gotta be willing to, to do what it takes. Proverbs chapter six. It's interesting, Melech Shlomo, King Solomon uses as an example None other than the ant. And no, I'm not talking about Aunt Gertrude, <laughs> Aunt Selma. I, I have a great, she's passed on, but I had a great Aunt Selma. Oh, you too. You had a great Aunt Selma. I think it's a Jewish thing. Selma must be a Jewish name. I don't know. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 says this. <laughs> I love how subtle Solomon is. Go to the ant. You slacker. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Sounds like something from an Adam Sandler movie. I don't know. Go to the ant, you slacker. <laughs> God's word is holy. You understand. Consider its ways and be wise. The ant has no commander, no overseer, no ruler, yet it prepares its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Don't miss this opportunity. Men and women, you know what Proverbs 31 says about the virtuous woman. Put away the acorns now. Put away some of the harvest for seasons of drought. Sometimes it's dry. You know, it's interesting in Atlanta, I don't know if you've noticed, before yesterday, it's dry for like a week and a half, two weeks. And, and I know for Tiffany in the, in the garden and everything, you feel it. I mean, it kind of gets dusty and, and it was like, whoa, it hadn't rained here in a long time. Didn't it feel that way before yesterday? I know it did for, for me. But yet, you don't know when the drought comes in. And Yoel can tell you well in, in Eretz Yisrael, it's, it's a very different, uh, in terms of the climate, than here in, in Georgia, even though we're at the same uh, latitude, is that it typically doesn't rain in Israel from around Shavuot to Sukkot. And I'm not talking about like, well, it doesn't rain much, like, you know, only every two weeks. No, I mean, oftentimes it'll like, the, the, the water faucet's turned off on Shavuot, and half a year later it's turned back on, and there's zero in between. Zero. In fact, uh, and I've been to Israel many times when we lived there, it was all during this season, and when Sukkot comes, and when those first rains start coming, the first rains of the, during the Sukkot season start coming, it's been so long that it's rained that they tell people you've got to be extra careful on the roads when you're driving. Because all the oil on the roads and all suddenly, but with, with the rain, it makes the roads incredibly slick when the first rains come because there's been no rain on the roads for half a year with all the travel on the roads and everything. It's, it's just so very interesting. You never know when there's going to be a drought. You've got to pack away the harvest now. Don't be discouraged even if there's drought. Seek a harvest in your financial life. Number three. Seek a harvest in your relational life. 
Galatians chapter 6, in your relational life. This is very important, maybe not intuitive. Verse 7, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. For the one who sows in the flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows in the ruach will reap from the ruach eternal life. So let us not lose heart, listen to this. So let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have an opportunity, let us do good toward all, especially those who belong to the household of faith. Oh, mm, 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 mm. do you hear this, Mishpacha? Don't lose heart in doing good. Don't lose heart in doing good. You got to keep doing good. Keep doing good. It doesn't matter how people respond. It doesn't matter if you feel like it. It doesn't matter if it's convenient. You gotta keep doing good if you wanna harvest in your relational life, especially, as the scriptures say, with those close to you, especially, and sometimes those are the people that you don't tend to do good for because you take them for granted a little bit, oftentimes family members or best friends, whatever, Have you had any challenges in relationships? Have you had any, think about this in your own head, have you had any challenges in relationships, perhaps with a a spouse or your children or a parent or a close friend, sibling? Well, try making a new effort. Sow good things and you can look for a harvest. If you've sown good, don't be afraid to look for that harvest. But it says don't give up. Don't give up. You can't give up. When, when, when I planted a, a seed, and I've talked about this before years ago, if, if I plant a seed, I can't just like plant the seed, put the soil on top of it, water it, and then say, okay, where is it? I planted it. I did what I had to do. I planted the seed. I watered it. It's here in the sun. Where's my, where's my harvest? Where's my fruit? No, 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 no. It takes time. It takes time. You got to keep doing good in that relationship. It's not one time. You can't, you know, you can't have a, a very contentious relationship with your spouse and, and, you're, and you're battling or your parents, whatever it is, your, your cousin, your friend, your boss. You can't have a, this contentious relationship and then go up to your spouse and say, think to yourself, okay, well, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an effort. I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to be nice. And you say, well, how are you today, honey? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, thanks for asking. Like you care. And so, <laughs> okay, well, forget that. I tried. I tried. Okay, I tried. Fooey on them, man. That's the thanks I get for trying to be nice. Come on, y'all, come on. Don't, don't, don't play elementary school. Seriously, right? I mean, no, 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 you can't try one time. You may have 50 times said things that were not nice, and then you, you, you say one nice thing, and you expect that everything's just all going to be perfectly fine. No, you got to keep doing good. Don't give up, Scripture says. Don't give up. You know what? You take that, you go, okay, well, you think, oh, that one hurt. But you know what? Next time, tomorrow, how are you doing, honey? Oh, I'm doing okay. Okay, well, at least I didn't get, I didn't, at least I didn't get sniped. <laughs> right? <laughs> the next day, how are you doing, honey? Well, I'm doing pretty good. It, it, it takes time. It's, it's, 
You got to invest in relationships if you want to harvest. Seek to, seek to do good. Don't give up. Even if you're pushed away and rejected, keep doing good. This is what we're called to do. As believers, if, if you have a genuine relationship with God, you got to keep it up with those that you care about and, and those that you're in relationship with. It's been many years, and yet here I am. <clears throat> At the beginning of my message, what did I do? I fondly remembered when Steve Goldberg invested in me. It's not like... Listen, it took some of his time, but it was not like uh, he gave me a boat or, or said, here's a house, Kev. I mean, that's great. Anybody here wants to give me a house, you're welcome to give me a house. You know, that's fine. I'll happily. <laughs> he tilled the ground for me. He gave me some advice. It's, it's not like you don't have to do. It's not that it has to be something huge. But you have to put an investment in. You have to do good. Here I am these many years later, and I remember that. I remember how he cared and how he did something for me that he didn't have to do out of the goodness of his heart. I remember when, when the harvest came, I gave him one of my, I gave him a couple of my squash. I said, thank you there, Mr. Goldberg. Here, take some squash, you know, and Oh, thank you, Kevin. Oh, it looks such like a good squash. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, I love Steve Goldberg, right? So, you know, so think about this for yourself. Who has invested in your life? Who has invested in your life as you think about that? And, you know, people may come to mind and people may not come to mind. But I really ask that question really only to ask the next question. More importantly, who have you invested in in your life? Big or small things, don't lose heart in doing good. Seek a harvest in your relation, relational life. Number four, seek a harvest in those around you. Matthew chapter 9. Yeshua was speaking to his disciples by the way, are you one of Yeshua's disciples? If you are, say amen. Okay, you're one of Yeshua's disciples. In that case, he's going to say something to you. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, when he being Yeshua saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, then he says to you, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, brothers and sisters. People need God. Who have you invited to services here at Bethlehem lately? Who have you sent the link for Shabbat services to lately? You know, when we first started March, April, May of last year with the YouTube services, Chris and, and the team could tell you, my gosh, we were, we were trying our best, y'all. It wasn't that great. We were trying our best. But people were sending the link, man, from all over the place. Half the congregation was putting the link up on their, their social media, was sending the link to friends and, and other people and saying, hey, check out our congregation, check out this. And, and, and word was, now, not so much. 
No, we just kind of get complacent in that area. No, 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 no. No, no, friends, we have to seek the harvest and those around us. You gotta send that link. You gotta invite people to services. Who have you spoken with about God lately? You gotta seek to do that. And I say lately. I'm saying lately, not pre-pandemic, not even in 2020. I mean lately, because the harvest is plentiful and people are searching Oftentimes, they don't even realize that they're searching and what, or what they need. My, Rabbi E used to say, everybody when they're born has a God-shaped hole that only God can fill it. And people try to fill that void with everything under creation, but it can't fill it. Only God can fill that void. Maybe that's for you too. Maybe you've been doing some other things in your life. That, that try to give satisfaction, they'll give temporary satisfaction, but not long-term. Why? Because you need God in your life. Maybe, you're, maybe you feel lost at times. Well, God sent you to hear this message. Don't wait. And all of us should seek to tell others about God. We must do so while it's still harvesting season. This is what I was talking about, where Barbara's out there, she's, she's seeking that harvest. You know, when you're praying for, when we're praying for the harvesters, she's a harvester, man. She, she, she's, uh, she's like one of those giant green machines you see on the farm that's just going. <laughs> she says she's 80-something years old. Come on, man. She's, she's a green machine. She's just, uh, you know, and, 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 the, and you see, I love, don't you like watching, uh, Paul, those giant machines in a wheat field? You see, you can see it on TV or on YouTube, right, I, 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 where the wheat is full and ready for harvest, and those machines come in. It's just, it's, it's almost like a, a, a artwork, how they come and they're able to harvest that stuff so, so beautifully. Well, Yeshua is saying, listen, the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. You know, I... I as much as I love Barbara, I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to point out Barbara as the exception. It should be all of us that are in the, in the field harvesting. Amen, Barbara? That's when you follow, we gotta follow the master. So seek a harvest in those around you, absolutely. Number five, seek to share your harvest. Second Corinthians chapter nine, seek to share your, your harvest. This, this is important too. It's something that people don't intuitively think of. Verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Skipping to verse 10. Now the one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Very interesting there. You will be enriched in everything for all generosity, which through us brings about thanksgiving to God. For this service of giving is not only supplying the needs of the Kedoshim, the holy ones, but is also overflowing with many thanksgivings to God. Yes. Friends, listen. When it talks about this generosity, yes, of course, it means to give generously to the Lord. No doubt, of course. And, 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 and God bless you. I hope you're generous to God. But, but when people talk about harvest on TV, it's always nothing about but send money to my ministry, you see. And, and that's, that's not at all what this message is about. We, sh we should have a spirit of generosity. 
We should be generous in general in our lives. It's interesting here because it says specifically that God will increase the harvest of our righteousness if we are generous. That is so interesting. And, and, and it's like, wow, that doesn't make sense. It does if you think about it, right? Because if you have a generous spirit and you're giving to others and you're giving to God, right, then, then that is indicative of your heart being in a good place and your righteousness will increase, as God says. It's so interesting. It says that you will be enriched in everything, that we will reap bountifully, We have to have a generous spirit with those around us, with our neighbors, with our friends. The Lord has been ministering to me uh, about this lately. Even people, especially over the last year and a half, it's been so hard with people who are in the service industry. You know, to to, to give a generous tip to to when when a contractor comes to your house, buy them lunch if they're going to be there all day working on your house. Buy them lunch. Is it in the contract? No, it's not in the contract. Be a mensch. Be generous if you can. You you know what I'm saying? Just have a heart of generosity when when it comes to your life. This is seek to share your harvest. Finally, number six, take time to rest even during your harvest. Counterintuitive here. Exodus 34. As a side note, I'm going to tell you something. Get ready and... and, and, (laughs) Darren and Mark know this very well for me, <clears throat> is that plenty of times I preach to myself. The, you know, this is part of the sermon where I look at Rabbi Kevin and say, I've got some work to do on this one, okay? Just, but, you know, I, I'm preaching, I'm human too, and I've got to learn and grow myself also, but I'm not going to ignore what the Word of God says. I'm going to teach it because I'm teaching myself too. But here's what it says in Exodus 34, verse 21. For six days you'll work, seventh day you'll rest. During plowing time, see, I've always, I've always heard and read about, well, you know, you rest on the seventh day, of course, on Shabbat. And, and, and obviously, it may be different for me because of, of being in the priesthood, so to speak, where I have to minister on Shabbat. But the point is, all of us should rest. That's the point. But it's interesting, I didn't pick up the second sentence of, of this verse. During plowing time and harvest, you must rest. It's interesting because you'd think, well, during winter, it's, of course, very uh, it only makes sense because, well, you know, the crops are just growing or, or, or their crops are not growing. But harvest time is when you got to get out there and get it. And you're right. Harvest time is when you got to get out there and get it. But it specifically says you got to rest even during harvest time. Even during harvest time. Even as you prosper, do not forget to take time to rest. Even during the harvest. You know, that, that's why it's critical to be in God's house. All of you are doing a good job today, Right? Because you are in God's house. I love it. Somebody patted themselves on the back. Good for you. <laughs> I love that. Good for you. Why? You're in God's house. It's taking time out every Shabbat. Now, yes, we know the book of Hebrews says that we are to make sure that we don't forsake meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's a straight up command. You're commanded to be in God's house every week. Okay, fair enough. That's great that it's a command. But why? Why is it commanded? Encouraging one another? Yes. But one of the other main purposes of coming together for Shabbat is to make sure that we follow this command, that we take the time to rest each Shabbat, that we take this time even during the harvest to rest. Wait for it, to give thanks to the provider of the harvest. 
If, if, if you, if you want to reap a great harvest, maybe it might be a good idea to take time out every week to thank the provider of the harvest. Unless you really don't care about your harvest. See, this is one of the other main purposes of being in God's house every week. Every week, every week, every week, it's a lot, right? No, it's not. Not if, not if we're seeking a harvest in our life. And also so that we don't become greedy. You know, some people work seven days a week. You know, I'm, listen, it's, it's very important. You, you, don't, you don't have an attitude of, of being greedy. Some people, if I can make one more sale, I'll make more, I'll make one more sale, one more sale, one more sale. I'll just keep, take time to rest during your harvest. Beloved, listen, don't miss this season. Don't miss this opportunity. We're coming out of a symbolic cold winter. Don't let this season pass you by. Don't let the seasons of your life pass you by, especially when it's this season. The title of my message is Harvesting Season. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if anybody's here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, if you've never given your life to God but you'd like to, wherever you are, just lift your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. Is there anyone who has never given their life to God but wants to today. Just raise your hand and we'll pray. Mm, Is there anybody? Lord, I pray for each of us who are here today, God. I pray for harvest. Ooh, right? Yoel has crops and things, and and he even has bees that he'll harvest honey from. Lord, I pray for, for harvest, a great harvest in everybody's life in many different ways, relationally and, 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 and in health even. In, in each way, financially, in a, each and every way, Lord, I pray for a harvest spiritually <clears throat> and that that harvest is shared. We give thanks to you for it. We rest. Lord, I pray for that, that we look for that harvesting opportunity. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you for these things. We love you with all of our heart and give you thanks for them. Samuel, come on back up. In Yeshua's name we ask. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you and Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.com. Org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Lai, 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 lai.